You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from a long-lost segment of the show where we actually have interviews, this time with not one, not two, but three people. That's right. It's time to get your bird on. It's time for Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Interdimensional RSS. I'm Travis. Hello, everybody. And I am Brandon Cruz. And welcome to the show. That I I feel I feel so happy we're back. We both did the like pray to the nose thing over our face at the same time on stream. <laughs> we did that, yeah. like we're we're totally in sync. We're ready to make this happen. We're both wearing black t-shirts. Yep. It's it's this we are back. Interdimensional RSS. The show might not be on. Rick and Morty's off the air, but we are still making podcasts. Mm-hmm. And and we're happy you're here. If you're watching live on YouTube or Twitch, you're a hero. Thank you for joining us. Hero. Happy Monday. If if you're listening on the podcast, you've downloaded, you're streaming on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or some random podcatcher that we've never heard of, we love it. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. And we have a fantastic show for you. I, I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, but first, as we always do, mm-hmm. we must get that housekeeping out of the way. Let us know. I have to let you know where you can get a hold of us on social media. So, of course, twitter.com slash Rick and Morty pod is where you can follow us. Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty podcast or send us an email, Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com. Taking your requests over at Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on the web, Rick and Morty podcast.reddit.com. You can go to Rick and Morty.reddit.com, the official subreddit. And catch all of Brandon's cool, moderated, sticky posts. I don't know if you have any sticky posts these days. I do. It's mostly a, a lot of. I have a new. One. I have a new. I have a new one. We'll get to that in semi perts. Right, now we'll we'll get to that later. Uh, and then of course, RickandMortyPod.com for all of our interdimensional RSS episodes. As I mentioned, streaming live on YouTube.com/slash Apathetic Enthusiasm or twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm so thankful to everybody that's watching along at home like subscribe sub follow (laughs) whatever do all those things on all of those places uh and then of course you can support the show monetarily over on our t public page that's apathetic enthusiasm.com slash shop there's a there's a much more complicated link but you don't need to do that you can get shirts like this one like this one with our faces on it you can get one. our you can't you can't get Brandon's shirt. You can get uh you can get our Unity shirt. If you're if you're listening to this, you remember Unity, make sure you represent with your Unity t-shirt. And then uh Patreon, patreon.com slash Rick and Morty Pod. We got updates. We are updating our t- tiers. We are getting more engaged and involved. Brandon, do you want to break down the uh the the work that you've diligently been doing on Patreon? Oh yeah. That uh, I wasn't expecting to do that so early. I was expecting this to be more semi-perts, but only because like we are a Rick and Morty podcast and, and any news related to us is kind of semi-pertinent. Um, well, all right. Then you know what, Brandon? You, 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 you've put it off long enough. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get <laughs> right in to semi-pertinent news. It's 
semi-pertinent news for you, for me. Bring, ding, ding, digga, digging, ding. <laughs> <laughs> for us, semi-pertinent news for everyone. Yeah, uh, true. Let's, let's start out by talking about neither of the things that Brandon had mentioned earlier. Let's get into the most pertinent <laughs> of semi-pertinent news items. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the world is still on fire, but that doesn't mean we can't have a convention or two. Let's uh, let's get hyped. Let's get excited for Adult Swim Fest, the third annual. Yeah, there's already there's already been three of these. What? It's already been it's already uh, been three years, man. Since since the first time we went to the Adult Swim Con presents Adult whatever, uh, the first year we went was in Cal. Well, they're both in California. Uh, the first year we went, uh, we happened to be there uh, for, I was there for my friend's wedding. Uh, and I crashed your friend's wedding. <laughs> you crashed the, the wedding. And then um, I don't even remember where you, I don't even remember where you, st- did you stay at, at my, my in-law's house? I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I slept at the foot of your bed <laughs> in a box. You had a box right. with, with a blanket in it. Uh-huh. And I just, I just curled up. Slept yeah. in the box. And about like two in the morning, like you 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 hopped up into bed with me and Chelsea. Like, oh god. Just, just nuzzled between you, like is Chel- that is that what Camila does? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, it's your turn. Your it's your turn to let him out. Um <laughs> anyways, yeah. The first the first year we were there, we we saw uh Ryan Elder did the the Rick and Morty to the Pickle Rick episode with the full orchestra. It was it was great. Second year we didn't we weren't able to make it, but uh but our, our good friend the scary Terry Folds was there, good friend of the show. Uh, he he gave us gave us some feedback from it, and this year since COVID is is raging across the world, and and you'll hear some of that in the inter- interview, mostly the United States, but other parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Adult Swim is kind of like in in coordination, like kind of along with like Comic Con. Like there's a lot of virtual events going on. Uh, Adult Swim is doing their virtual con th- this year, and what. Where this comes into play for the Rick and Morty podcast is Friday, July 24th, which is in a couple of days at 5 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Wait, no, sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, they will be streaming live on Twitch, adult, uh, adult swim, uh, twitch.tv slash adult swim. They'll be streaming live with Dan Harmon, uh, Sarah Chalk, Chris Barnell. Um, yeah, it's others. Uh, uh, um yeah this is this is their how they do it rick and morty panel i guess i mean there's a lot of other events going on thursday through sunday you can catch all of it streaming go to go to adult swims website for all the details but uh specifically if you're a rick and morty fan you do not want to miss you don't want to miss it yeah uh we're gonna we're gonna be watching it we'll probably be watching it live together don't miss it uh we'll (laughs) I mean, no promises, but maybe we'll stream before and after. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You Look, think if if you want to hang out with us before and after, talk about it. Check, like it, check. it'd be just like it should be just like meeting us, meeting us at the at, at yeah, the con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it. Check just it. like Scary Terry Folds did. Check it, Travis. Look, look, look. We we will start before the stream. Join us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm, and then we will raid the shit out of uh, out of Adult Swim's Twitch. And then afterwards, right. let uh, them know we're here. We can have some coffee and and, and talk about the the joy. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned the the Reddit earlier about a, a pinned post. I made a pinned post about the Adult Swim Con and the Rick and Morty mm. live stream event. So Lovely. I didn't I didn't link Lovely. to our website, but you know, like that'd be 
a little self-serving. It'd <laughs> be a little self-serving. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't miss it. Uh, Conventions are happening digitally this year. I mean, other stuff coming down. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is trying to do an online thing. Um, PodFest, are you yeah. are you prepping that? Are you ready for that? I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sure that that was a, a segue slash transition into that topic, but if it, if it wasn't meant to be, it was a, it was a perfect one. Yeah. Uh, I'll, just, I'll never tell Brandon. I'll never tell. <laughs> just let everyone know. Um, I... There is a a thing that is called PodFest that happens every year. Um, it happened earlier this year, actually in in March. It was in Orlando. I went I went I went to it, um, and now they're having a PodFest Global, which is going to be a, a virtual thing, uh, probably on Zoom and or or whatever else. And Fourth uh, uh, of July weekend, they they sent an email like, "Hey, su- submissions for for speaker gigs." you know, go ahead and go to this Google form, put in your, uh, you, the, the title of it, what it's going to be about, uh, give us a, a quick summary of, of, of the, the talk. And I was like, all, all my family asleep, like, Oh, you know, I'll, 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 I should probably be a speaker. It made me nervous to, to do it, but I'm like, oh, I should probably, I should probably at least try. So I slapped together some bullshit and the bullshit was, uh, talking about, I went to the the podfest last I mentioned in Orlando and a lot of it was like based off of like realtors and business and investing and and all these t- other types of podcasts and what was there were some there were some D&D things but what was highly underrepresented because I'm sure it's not completely easy to monetize is like entertainment podcasts and uh yeah. and show specific or movie specific podcasts and uh so I'm like well you know, I think that's probably what I'd go for. That is what I put the submission in for. So the podcast uh, speech speaker thing that I applied for was like the voice of fandom and what it what it's like to be a podcast host for a show specific thing. Because I do the Twilight Zone one too. We talk a lot about movies and, and what have you. Okay. I was like, this is bullshit. No one's going to care. You saw my write up for it. Uh, I thought I did pretty good for what it was worth. And uh, got the email this last week, and they said, "Congratulations, you are going to be a speaker for Podfest Global." There we go. Um, I will record it because I'm not going to ask you to pay three hundred dollars for a ticket. Um, but uh, I mean, just kidding. No, you have you should pay three hundred. Yeah, everyone for- should. Everyone should. Everyone should pay. Wink. <laughs> if I if I say wink online, does that? Does that does that negate me saying no? You should pay. Anyways, um, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, that is in August. I will let you know uh, more. But yeah, uh, we'll probably have another episode by August. We'll see. I'm sure. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway, uh, any anything else that you want to hit on with uh, some some semi perts? Do you want to um, you want to talk? Yeah. You want to talk Patreon stuff right now? Oh, okay. I'll, we'll just we'll do the real quick Patreon stuff. So. Uh, maybe the last week we, we, we've, we've had a few of you that have been donating to us religiously or at least consistently, uh, uh, for, for, for Patreon. And what we realized, uh, Travis and I, we, we both looked at the, the Patreon and, and we realized, you know what, we need to, we need to get back into this and we need to start giving back to the folks who are, uh, giving to us, supporting us. And so we, we reworked the tiers and, uh, we are providing more back, back, 
scene behind the behind scenes, the scenes. <laughs> back back the scenes footage uh pictures more uh we are doing pre and post show video or well pre video or post show video one or the other whichever one we get around uh, remember yeah. um uh, for for some of those tiers and then we have added a third tier which is the stuff that is very very obscure but that it's like that's the stuff that i'm embarrassed to be alive about that 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 uh i'm i'm giving out to you basically you're paying for my trust uh so uh, there you go but uh, uh for a measly ten dollars you can have brandon's trust and you can make fun of me for forever but you'll be allowed to it's you know yeah. it's, it's, it's part of the money. contract <laughs> uh real realistically we're we're gonna put stuff out on patreon that costs no money not everything is gonna be behind the paywall so make sure if you're interested in any of that stuff it's still really early stages but if you go to patreon.com slash rick and morty pod and follow us there uh i think the cheapest tier is like a dollar a month uh basically toss it in the tip jar uh we appreciate every donation you guys really have helped us to be able to do a lot of things with this show that we would not have been able to do without your support. So thank you guys so much from yeah. the bottom of our little hearts. Seriously. With the Patreon help. And, uh, and, yeah, and Brandon. And we don't, and we don't usually talk about Patreon this long. So if this is the first time you've ever listened to the show, we do not publicize yeah. our Patreon. We probably won't talk about it for another year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, so thank you for your support. I'm changing the subject now before we get into our main thing. Our main thing, there's one last little bit for semi-pertinent news that we always do. Little bits. Little little bits. And that is the Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. He's stuck in his house, so all the posts come from his house. Uh, (laughs) Dan Harmon Social Media Minute, guys. Uh, Dan is not on Twitter. He's not on Facebook. The only place to find him on the social internet is Instagram. That's right. And we have had, we've had a few weeks since an episode uh, and Dan's been busy dancing, busy in the workshop. He's been, been watching that new Perry Mason series. He's uh, he's sharing all sorts of things. But what I want to talk about is the sweet, sweet Rick and Morty pinball machine. That's right. It's uh, it's probably loud on the stream. Oh, I don't know if I can. All right, we'll we'll, we'll pause that. Um, but yeah, check this thing out, guys. Dan Harmon has a Rick and Morty pinball machine in his house. Uh, he says uh, it's he says it's still really frustrating. Like, is it okay to be frustrated by something that you also kind of created? Um, but yeah, so. I totally want to find this Rick and Morty pinball machine somewhere in the world. I want to play it. Um, if anyone wants to donate it to us, uh, we'll be happy. We'll be happy well, to take one we, uh, off your hands. We we uh, we we did we did uh, talk about the the pinball machine when it was announced originally a, a long long time ago. I think Spooky Pinball Pinball. I think I forget what the the name of the company is. I have it on my on the Instagram, but. Yeah, it, it looked it looks so cool, uh, and it sold out like very, 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 very quickly. Uh, understandably so. Dan Harmon got one, and uh, and I'm jealous. Uh, how, how do you feel about pinball machines? You for them? Or you I'm for them? For them? Fairly toothpicks. I'm for them. I like. It's not the first thing I go and run to in an arcade, but I like. 
you know, I like pinball. I don't play a mean pinball, no. but I you ain't no wizard. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I, but I, I enjoy I, pinball. Well, uh, when I when I was in Europe last, uh, I went from Soho down to Brighton. I must have played them all. And uh, uh, the one the one that I, I really fell right into that. By the way, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. Twilight Zone pinball. That's the best one. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Uh, anyway, that is that is semi pertinent news. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, that's that's our show. No, we 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 have something very special planned for you guys. It is now time for the main thing. Doop 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 doop. It's the main doop 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 doop. The thing doop 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 doop. It's the main thing. Do 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 ba with Alex and Leonardo and Fred. It's the main thing. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah. This is the main <laughs> thing. Uh, all right, guys. So we have something a little bit different for you this week. We are not reviewing an episode. Uh, we are we are getting back into comics. That's right. The the wide world of comic books, Rick and Morty comic books specifically. Uh, many of you have asked for us to review comics on the show. Many of you um, bring up different storylines, things that are happening in the comics when the when the show is not on the air. And uh, we had an amazing opportunity to talk about an upcoming comic book that has not yet hit the store shelves, uh, but will be out August fifth, twenty twenty. Uh, and that is the Bird Person comic book uh, written by Alex Fierer. Fryer? Fierer. Fierer. You told me this right before the show. Did, written did. by Alex. Uh, drawn by Fred Stressing and colors by Leonardo Ito. And wouldn't you know it, all three of those gentlemen were kind enough to join us for an intimate conversation. Uh, we talk all about... Rick and Morty, we talk about the process of making comic books. We we talk about, you know, where they get their inspiration from. It's it's a ton of fun. It's a great conversation. Uh anything else you want to say about it before we get into it, Brandon? Yeah, I I mean I I wanted to I wanted to introduce some of that stuff too, but you really you really stole it from me. I did. I took you, it all. You stole it from, from myself. It, it's as if you 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 cl- climbed the the mount the mount of Brandon's excitement. And and you took you took the rock, crushing. You it. took the fire from from up there. No, uh, yeah. So so just to give you a little bit of background, uh, when we saw that bird person was announced, uh, I I immediately went over to Alex's um uh, Twitter and I I sent him a message was like, hey, would you be interested in doing an interview? He said, yeah, of course. And from there, he said, I'll see if the other guys want to do it, too. And so he pulled in Leonardo. He he pulled in Fred. And a couple weeks later, here, here we are, and, and we're doing this this interview. So uh, really, really great guys to, to, to talk to, to hang out with. It was the first time they'd ever met in person, which was which is a crazy thing to me. I'm still wrapping my head around. It doesn't seem like it's that big a deal, but I'm like... No, I see all your names on the same goddamn comic. You must be in the same room. You all need to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a great interview. 
uh, listen, this is a pre-recorded for the stream. So just FYI, uh, if you want to hear the, this on the podcast, it will be released tomorrow. But until, the, well, I'll cut that out of, on post for this editing. But whatever, uh, we will see you in a little bit. <laughs> Without further ado, here's our interview uh, with the creators of the Bird Person comic. By the way, real, real, real quick. If you want to, if you want to read the comic, well, it comes out August fifth at comic stores everywhere, everywhere. Comics are sold. Okay, to to the interview now. All right, everybody. Well, first up, joining us, we have we have three very special guests with us. Uh, first up, we have a gentleman for, who, for over twelve years, brought worlds to life, coloring properties such as. Uh, Batman Animated, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Powerpuff Girls, Rick and Morty, Sonic the Hedgehog, among many others. Uh, Japan, technology, and racing games are some of the things you won't shut up about. Uh, don't believe it. Ask his wife or him on Twitter, at Leonardo Ido. Uh, a warm welcome to Leonardo. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. And, and, we, and we are and we're happy. we're happy to have you. Uh, you, you're, you're, you're joining us, not, not from, uh, uh, COVID ridden Florida. Uh, where, where, where are you, where are you located at? Uh, COVID ridden Brazil. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, it's a different, it's a different breed of, of, of COVID. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, a, a small town in Sao Paulo called Bauru. Uh, well, well, thank you for, for joining us from, from all the way down there. Um, really sure. appreciate it. Uh, I, I want to, I want to throw out the, the, the next Travis, I want to take this one. I'm going to take this one. And, uh, just FYI guys, this is, this is why I had you send me bios. Uh, <laughs> that way I don't have, I don't have to be creative in the writing process. Uh, but next up we have a comic artist and colorist for a bunch of series, most notably Invader Zim Munchkin. And now Rick and Morty. He's been working professionally in comics since 2009, full-time since 2014. And if you have any questions about anything, feel free to shout him out on Twitter at Fred C. Stressing. Yes. <laughs> Please welcome Fred Stressing. Hello. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. We appreciate I you. Didn't, I didn't expect the fanfare. I got to say that was... <laughs> An added bonus. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, Brandon hasn't hit the phony applause button yet. Oh, yeah. He, he always has it in the background just yeah, in case. There, there, oh. there it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, know, I, you know, here, uh, this, is, this is for Leonardo. <laughs> yeah. We just keep them locked in a, in, a, in a cage in the back, and every once in a while I just turn the speakers on. Uh, oh, that's, all, that's all right. I'm, I'm locked in a cage too, so <laughs> right at home. <laughs> uh, and finally, we have a contributor from The Onion since 2009, published a book called The Official Handbook of the Bowieverse. Uh, it, it, got, it got young Americans stuck in my head a little bit earlier. And he also does awful character videos for Twitter. Beloved only by perverts and escaped convicts. And I, I, I make note of it. That is his words, not ours. Of course, he's a writer for Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty presents Bird Person. Please welcome Alex Firer. Is it Firer or, or Ferrer? Here, baby. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, hey, hey! Rick and Morty podcast. I don't do anything. <laughs> hey. 
Well, yeah. Thank you guys all so much for joining us. And as we discovered just before we started recording, this is sort of the first time you have all gotten to meet each other too, right? This is uh, like officially talk to each other and sort of be in the same virtual room. Uh, So yeah, I'm glad we could introduce everybody. So my, my, my first, my first question, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this panel style. We don't have, we don't have conventions anymore. What we have is Zoom, and uh, and Travis and I are your are your are your panel hosts. And with that in mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this first question over to Leonardo, uh, since he was the first one in the Zoom call. At uh, Leonardo, looking at uh, looking at Fred, looking at Alex, meeting them for the first time. What is your initial impression? No, uh, what? I want to I want to ask just um you are you are a colorist uh a, a very very talented colorist like um when it comes to Rick and Morty like I I know uh you you've, you've seen you've seen the show um how did and I'm going to ask everybody this how did you come across this this project uh is, is it is it something that was was uh pitched to you or or was it something that you kind of reached out for uh actually I reached out in a sort of unconventional way because a couple of years ago when IDW announced that they were were going to be doing Rick and Morty versus D&D, uh, they just announced the artist, Troy Little, nothing else. Uh, Troy Little and Jim Zub, who, who was a writer. And I usually love working with Troy Little, and then I just tweeted out as a response to that tweet, uh, asking whose face I needed to punch in order to color the book. Like, jokingly, obviously. Then a couple weeks later, Chase Maritz, who used to be the editor on that book, emailed me and he said, oh, I saw your tweet, uh, and I think you're interested in this project. Uh, are you willing to, to do a couple of simple pages? He said, sure. Then I did the simple pages. About a month later, they said, you're in. And then I got the project, and <laughs> that's pretty much how, how it happened. And then from that, just continue to work with them and, and get the opportunity on this book as well? Or Yeah, uh, after we did our first run, the, the Rick and Morty versus D&D, I learned that, the, I heard that it sold pretty well. Then they decided to do a second run, which was the Pinkscape. Uh, but this one was published uh, through Oni Press, I think. And then things kind of sort of, kept rolling and then I was offered other projects related to, to the Rick and Morty universe and that's what I've been doing over the past two two to three years. Well what about what about you, Fred? How did how did you come to be in involved in, in this in this project? Uh in Rick and Morty? Um yeah. so I've been working with Oni for a couple of years doing work on Invader Zim comics. Um the colorist for the Invader Zim main series. And um, I done, uh, I tested out for a, uh, I'd done, I'd done sample pages for um, art jobs, for the art job, because they were looking for new regular series artists. And um, they were like, we like your stuff, not series artists like it, <laughs> but we like it for a guest issue. So I got hired on to do um, a couple of guest issues. And after one of them, my editor said, hey, why don't you reach out to Sarah, Sarah Gatiss? who um, is one of the editors on Rick and Morty. I think she has some backup work, uh, sort of some backups for Rick and Morty that they need done. 
So I reached out and we conversed for a little while. And then nothing really came of it for a while until I was emailed out of the blue a few months later. And they were like, hey, would you be interested in doing a cover for Rick and Morty Go to Hell? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to do a cover for that, for sure. And then I did that and they reached out and they're like, hey, would you be interested in drawing an issue for Rick and Morty? And I was obviously, yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> so that's, that's how that happened for me, yeah. The, the inner the inner workings of of the, the comic industry this is uh, really like i don't even care about rick and morty uh at, at some point in time we're like i just i just want to hear more about comics but oh, you want to talk comics oh. <laughs> i can uh, talk comics all right all right uh well we'll, 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 we'll i feel like my due diligence is to stick with we'll get into comics in a little bit um <laughs> comics forever this is exciting al alex speaking of exciting and in, in, in comics yeah. uh this is i is this is this your first comic credit uh yeah. your first writing gig well other other than the bowie verse well, the bowie yeah that was for the devastator that was like a small indie publisher in terms of uh well that was like that was a zine company i have to like walk into stores and go please take my zine and they would uh one store would go no and they walk by all these cards against humanity things they have up, and I'm like, yeah, "This isn't cool. You guys are trash." But yeah, this is uh, this is my first uh, this is my first credit. All the Bowie stuff kind of helped get my uh, foot in the door. A friend who who worked at the show kind of uh, read it, and then he liked it a lot, and, and then he talked to Sarah, and uh, here, hello. Yeah. All right, all right. That and that, so that that's how that's how the genesis of, of it of it came around to you. Did they did they did they pitch it as a a bird person story specifically or did they say is there something you want to cover no uh we do a bunch of pitches for a bunch of different characters like if you read the presents like bird person i think is like there's some more obscure characters who've got who've been in these uh comics there was a fantastic sleepy gary from i think madeline visaglio one of my favorite writers uh there was like the mean seeks you know a lot of characters who are you know like a little more obscure so what you kind of do is you pitch a lot of like just for bird person because i was kind of excited about bird person i thought he was a character i liked who hasn't had any stories yet i gave him the most pitches uh a pitch for cowboy morty did pretty well internally um so this could have been a cowboy morty comic but uh yeah no one approached me for bird person i just it's this twin thing of like what kind of story do you want to tell and also, very realistically, with my first comic, what would people want to buy? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad they went with Bird for example, Jessica. Oh, jeez. I this. I, I I don't know if you ha, uh, were watching season four at all. Uh, okay, all right. So. So coming out of season four, bird bird person was a, was a big deal. Did that was was that part of the like motivation, like the the extra motivation to to kind of capitalize on that? Oh no, uh, no that 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 thing came out when the comic was finished. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I didn't know bird person was going to come back. I'm very glad he did. Happy accidents. Happy accidents. <laughs> he's, he's he's great. Now he's back in the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, it the the timing couldn't be better. And and you talk about all these obscure, you know, side characters or 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 one off characters that have been featured in the comics. Bird Person has been a fan favorite for 
a really long time since since they debuted at the the end of season one. Yeah. Uh, how has Bird Person or how Bird Person was in the show sort of impacted each of your interpretations of how to write for Bird Person or draw for Bird Person? I guess Alex, we'll we'll start back with you. Uh, did what sort of things really stood out to you about Bird Person that you wanted to? include in, in in a story specifically about him there were two things because i had a lot of pitches about bird person um and the thing that this is not in the comic but the thing that the most stuck out to me the thing is he is rick's friend who is very old who dates teenagers <laughs> and a lot of my pitches i think this comic is better but a lot of my pitches were like i just want to tell the story of this huge stunted weirdo. Um, but the one in the comic was, I was doing research about him, uh, and he is based on a Buck Rogers character. Okay. Himself is based on a real tribe from the Easter Islands who had a... Um, by the way, I only found this out, like, I remembered I did all this research recently, but the thing that struck me the most about a bird person is he's gross. He's disgusting. He's an older guy who dates young <laughs> girls, and I took the, the 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 nicest version of that, which is he probably doesn't fit in with his people. If you're Rick's best friend, you probably don't fit in. Rick is a guy who goes towards outsiders, who likes outsiders. It's why he likes Morty. It's why he hates the Grothamites. And trying to figure out, like, Part of the comic for me, because it's kind of an origin story, is why would these two people be friends? So, yeah, yeah and I try to look at Bird Person's personality. He's a rebel, and he's very uncomfortable to be around, which I think a lot of people can relate to quite a bit. And I thought, like, Rick, and I, I love listening to Harmontown. And one thing about him is Dan Harmon has a lot of allegiance to kind of like the outsiders. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that. I, li- I like, like, Spencer. I like everyone like just comes up on stage. Like, that element of it is fantastic. So if Rick is based on Dan Harmon, I was thinking Bird Person is kind of based on that kind of fandom. And, yeah, that's the kind of connection I tried to pull from. That's awesome. That's I'm, I'm currently working my way through a, a Harmon Town uh, binge of, of re-listening to all of it since it stopped, uh, since they stopped making them. And yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying about embracing the weirdos and, and, uh, and making them all feel welcome. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's very cool. Uh, Fred, what about you for, for drawing the, the book and drawing, drawing this, this unique story, something we haven't seen uh, yeah. about bird person. Did, were there were there any like episodes or anything that influenced sort of your approach to the drawing for this? I mean, at the time, there were only really two bird person episodes really to pull from. Well, I guess three. There were three bird person episodes to pull from, and I sort of would just sort of a lot of it was me just sort of watching it, studying it. I definitely had Harmon on the brain when I was doing some of it, though. Like I've listened to Harmon Town, and I've gone through. Uh, bunch of the community commentaries and whatnot and i'm like oh man this guy so there was definitely some of that and i noticed when i was going back through uh my thumbnails before i did this i noticed i put too much of that in my thumbnails where i was like he's emoting too much because bird person is very stoic he's a stoic weirdo 
he doesn't have a lot of emotion. He's very, you know, like he'll have like, I, I gave him some outbursts here, but I don't, anytime he has an outburst in the comic, it's not necessarily like it's, it's an emotional outburst, but it's not something I'm trying to describe it in the right way. It's not something that I'm like, Oh, this he's acting like too much or anything. He's still very like stoic and it's more, self-defense or in, in um, some sort of action. It's to sort of prove more or less that he's not as stoic as he really is. So it's a little bit of an act in, in the way I did that. But uh, it's, it was, so there was a lot of studying the, the show though too. And just watching that and being like, what does he do here? What does he do there? He's younger too. So I've tried to make him draw him a little, a little younger. He's sort of, uh, I mean, the whole story is about, their friendship, Rick and Bird Person's friendship. But it's also in a uh another way, it's also about Bird Person becoming a bird man. Okay. Yeah. Coming <laughs> of age tales. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, right. uh yeah. Alex 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 talks about uh the uh the the whole outsider like that it's you know that character is 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 an outsider and you and you're writing him as an outsider, a disgusting outsider. Um did did you did you get any of those did you get some of those notes initially from i don't know if you get the complete script or or if you get the script as as alex is writing it um but did you get some of that notes and try to incorporate some of that uh aspect into the the art yeah yeah no i definitely did i got um yeah you do get the script at the whole time and i just go over and read it and i take notes and um if i print it which i'm trying to do less i'll draw little thumbnails in the margin and be like, what's what's this panel going to be? What's that pose going to be? Before I get to the more detailed uh, layouts. So yeah, no, I would say a lot of it was in the script. Um, and then there's some of it where I'm just like, I think this would work. I think that would work. I'm gonna add so. one of my favorite Fred editions that I don't even remember this was in the thumbs was he just drew, drew bird person as an awkward teen covered in zip. <laughs> the little I don't know what you call it with the awkward mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that is brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Leonardo. Uh, so Alex writes, then Fred Fred draws some stuff up, and then, and then, and now now you're, you're you're taking it and you're adding your colors to it. And then uh, again, going back to that that outsider theme and you know lighting and uh, motion and intention. Uh, what what draws you? Huh, draws. It's an art thing. Um, in, in, into the into the character of bird person, like how do, how do you incorporate yourself into that? A lot of what I do, uh, a lot of what I did on bird person was pretty much informed by both what Alex put on the script and also the show. Uh, because I don't know how it is uh, to Fred, but um, at least when it comes to colors, uh, you have to strike a, a fine line between uh, what you want to do. And what you're able to get away with with a licensor, because mm-hmm. usually if you push things too much, like for example, when when I when I get the pages in the script, uh, I do a cursory reading of the script first, then I start coming up with ideas for certain pages or certain scenes, and but when it's time to to actually start coloring, I I read the script properly. And then I try to to strike a, a balance between what I want to do. With, with the scene with the character and what I think I'm able to get away with 
And when it comes to shows like Rick and Morty, which is huge, uh, you don't have a lot of freedom when it comes to like pushing things where you like to go. So um, when it comes to, to the bird person story, um, I wanted to play as close as possible to the show. So you're going to see when, when you get your hands on the book, uh, you're going to see that there is a lot of uh, color reference to, to the show, to the episodes that the bird person uh, features in. And in some other pages, not so much. <laughs> like, I, I think I think Fred knows what I'm talking about, and Alex as, as well. <laughs> so I'm trying not to say too much here because I don't want to give anything away, but it's mostly striking a balance between being safe and also trying to push things a little bit further and cross your fingers uh, for it to go through. Uh, okay. This is uh this is a freebie for anybody. Uh, feel free to chime in on, on this one, but we've, we've talked to uh, some folks that have worked on various comics, uh, Rick and Morty comics in the past. And some of them feel that the Rick and Morty comics don't necessarily take place in Dimension C-137, which is the the home dimension uh, for Rick and Morty on the show. And sometimes some of these these comics are, uh, like, expected to be a, a different dimension or a different version of, of Rick and Morty. Did you guys consider that? Is, is there an... Should, should readers expect this to be pertaining to the same characters from the show or or do you guys come into it with like a hey we can do whatever we want because this is dimension whatever i mean i i try to um and by the way if the show does anything you know then it's another dimension but sure, sure. i tried to make make it something that could fit into the continuity of the rick and morty comic it's funny when you're working on like a licensed thing it is a question of it's like do the comics take place in a different dimension than the show? And the fun thing, it is up to you, the reader, yeah. the teenager picking it up at his beloved comic book store. Because that was something like, I read Simpsons comics a lot as a kid. And the Scrooge, actually, the best example of this, I think, is kind of like the Scrooge McDuck comics. Is, huh. Donald, is the Donald Duck on your candy bar? Is the Donald Duck who gets into a fight with Pluto in a kind of okay cartoon, the same Donald Duck who went to the Andes with Scrooge McDuck. And <laughs> it is, and like, and down the line, there could be like an Alan Moore type because he was so good at like connecting that kind of like weird continuity or Grant Morrison type. Um, but also officially, canonically, I believe the universe exploded in issue 60 of Rick and Morty. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I believe so. So this is. I got it, I got it over there. Brandon's Brand like about to reach over for the for the book and yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's not something I even think about because I also don't know if I can officially say anything like that. But uh, yeah, but I also don't know. It's like you tell the best story you want to fit in with the characters everyone likes and the story everyone likes. And uh, right now it does, and down the line they might do a different bird person origin but yeah we we, we talk about bird person and, and we, we talked about other bird people and him being an outsider uh do i don't know if you could i don't i'll i'll ask and then you can be like no brandon i'm not answering that uh do we get to see like any other bird people 
bird kids, bird mothers, bird fathers, uh, bird planets. Well, I feel like we can answer this one. I feel like we can. We can, we can answer anything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like let's not spoil any cool moments. Man. This isn't yeah. the show. Yeah. This, this is good. Can you spoil the gonna... credits? Let's spoil the credits. Uh, who's who wrote it? Uh, who, uh... Here, here's a twist. Scratch of Alex Spears' name. That's <laughs> that coming. Yeah, Fred. You want to feel that one? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, absolutely. You're gonna see some of that. You're gonna see a little more of the uh, bird person's planets. You're gonna see more of the bird people. Um, you're gonna see you're gonna see some interesting stuff and some interesting parts of their culture. That I that I won't spoil. <laughs> no. Okay. Good. Never. Nope. <laughs> you have. You know. oh, look. You'll have to wait on that one. Yeah. yeah, you have to wait. You have to read. Like 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 like, like, like a normal person, you gotta go to the comic book store. Okay. All right. I'll spend money. Put the mask on. <laughs> Say I'm risking my life to buy Bird Person. And maybe delete that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they'll I, they'll at least be in Brandon's subs. He 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 gets them all anyway, so they'll be there waiting for him. I'm sure. Do no, an apple. Did they come them in the mail? There you go. Yeah, there I go. Oh, yeah, you'll see bird person's playing. You'll see bird elder. That's a oh. tease of the character. Big, I can't wait to see bird elder. Oh my! It sounds exciting. It sounds exciting. Can he can he program his bird VCR? <laughs> it's a she. Yeah. Oh, oh misogynist! Bird misogynist. This is a gotcha podcast. We got you. Got him. <laughs> this this interview's right, moving over. On, moving on. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, you you guys talk about like the the bird home world. I'm if 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 he's off uh, exploring the universe with with Rick, I'm sure that there's probably some unique locations and things like that. Obviously, the show is full of really unique and sometimes very strange uh, geography or, or different locations. Did you guys sort of look to the show for certain examples or were you, did you kind of use that as an opportunity to just go wild and be creative and, and come up with some, some brand new ideas? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. And then Fred can go because he actually drew it. Um, and then the writing process I, I did because we see bird person planet once when Morty goes there uh, during, yeah, during when, the wedding squanchers. The, the wedding, no, the wedding squanchers. Oh. That is Squanchy's plan. No, oh, that's right. That's right. Isn't it? Isn't it? He flies, he Look teleports there during uh, Get Swifty, right? Yeah, Get Swifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one. And he feeds him a bowl of worms. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of like it's classic UCB. This is true. What else is true? Uh, so bird person, he's, he's a brilliant strategist. He lives in a cave, eats worms, but also this was shown later because I'm sure the is when Rick gets his wedding invitation, it comes in a robot. So he lives in agrarian culture with some higher technological uh, elements to it. And yeah, just try to combine that basically. And also just... Uh, yeah, like just those elements that classic, like kind of Ewoks were also kind of like an influence. Yeah. I looked at that. Wait, we just said, oh, yeah. That was me. That was, that was Fred. <laughs> so I never told Fred that. So that's kind of, that's great that we got on the same wavelength. But the Ewoks 
we're just like a big influence because those are the stories kind of similar. It's uh, and in a way I can't tell. Um, mm. I forgot myself. Fred <laughs> 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 talk about uh, drawing it. Yeah, C3PO's in it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I, I had that we had that bet earlier. So. And, uh, oh yeah, I made Fred go back but in the CGI Jar Jar. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he put in three. Yeah. 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 It's, it's gonna be good. It will be nobody will nobody will nobody will notice. Um yeah, no. yes, I'm going. Uh I I uh, yeah, no, I looked at um the Ewoks were were a definite thing where I was thinking, I was like, okay, what's this, what's a society that's like I tried, I mean, I, there's not a whole lot you see in the Get Swifty episode that I referenced a lot when I was drawing this. Cause I'm like, okay, we see his living room, we see at a distance the bird people city. And then we see some of the forests. So it was kind of it's tricky. It was tricky to try and figure out some of the locations and things. But it was definitely like, I was like, okay, one thing I want to hit real hard is they're smart. They have technology. But they're very, like, they're very traditional. They have, like, a traditional tribal sort of sense about them. And a lot of the things you'll see, the technology and, and everything about their culture, um, I've, I've given a very... Uh, a very not quite wood panel look, but a like wooded sort of uh design texture and all that, which Leonardo pulled off fantastically in the colors. Yeah, and that that, that was gonna be that was gonna be my 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 kind of follow up for for you, uh, Leo is is like be, because there there are certain things obviously that like you can't get too far away from the licensing or whatever uh, the Rick and Morty brand wants, but when you're creating new stuff or you're expanding worlds along that kind of experimentation line did did you were you able to uh explore a little bit more uh for those 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 new assets if you will uh, yeah definitely it's a similar situation to fred because usually when when we're doing stuff that's very specific uh it can can be a little bit too hard to find references like like fred said it's difficult to find episodes featuring bird person there are just a few and even the few that, that features them, uh, they don't show a whole lot of, about the environments uh, that that the scene takes place in. So um, when when I'm when I'm trying to come up with with color schemes for places that that weren't exactly featured in the show, I'm still trying to make sure that it looks like something that could be possible in the show because. I think that there's an, an expectation from people who buy the comics who are fans of the show. They want to read something different to the show. They don't want to read exactly the same the same thing. But you can also divert too much from from what, what you have on the show because otherwise you have this sort of disconnection between the two. So when when I when I came up with the with the, the colors, it's the exact same thing as Fred. It was pretty much filling in the blanks, trying to figure out. Uh, Okay, so this this color scheme that I came up for this scene that doesn't feature in the show, does it look like something from the show, even though it's not there? So that that's uh, my my thought when when I when I'm trying to come up with with stuff like that. I I, I got you. Yeah, I uh, I, I think of uh, Corey Booth, who's a colorist for for the show, uh, who, who's who's on Instagram and. And like you know, he he posts his uh, he, he posts some screenshots of of the 
you know, the, the animatics and then uh, what, what he does, the colors. And it's always, it, it's, it's for, for someone who, you know, I can't tell if a color is warm or a, a cold color when I'm going to Lowe's and I'm like, uh, I don't know, I'll paint the walls white. Um, it, it's, it's, it's cool to me that there's a, a, a consistency to colors um, that, you know, you can, you can look at one piece of, of art or media and look at another one and be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that, that is, there's a, a co- cohesiveness there. Look at me. Look at me trying to figure. Look out. at you. Look at you. You're so shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. I don't know. I'm like, the talk about D and D. We we are taught. We. I was gonna say uh, a lot. A lot of um, the stuff we've been talking about. Occasionally, it pops up the idea of the licensor or you know the the show itself, um, sort of having input or having uh, a say about certain things. How does that? play into what you guys are doing on the comic do you guys get a lot of feedback from like rick and morty the show or any of any of the creative team or or folks over there or is it is it really kind of separate do you guys is there any back and forth with that yeah i think i can go for first on this one uh usually when it comes to the colors at least um there the, the licensors don't want you to go too far with it so there's usually this um they usually are willing to accept some sort of exploration like if you if you experiment a little bit and push things a little bit too far they might let you get away with it but usually you get notes like um this is not quite like the show so try to bring it a little bit closer to the show or something like um this doesn't look right can you do something different it's usually small stuff not nothing like recolor the entire page that that never that's never the case (laughs) that's usually very local localized stuff like nothing that they're like this plumbus needs a little bit more white it's 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 more it's more of a light pink it's not a (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't get that specific usually it's more in broader terms and it's up to you to figure out how to bring it closer to what they they're asking so i think fred uh, can can attest to it as well yeah i i would say um i not so much on this book but i've worked on other licensed books where a lot of the notes do tend to be like you were saying sort of uh uh just this is off something about it's off and they don't have a real thing about what it is that's off and sometimes it's me looking at it and going, I tried something and I don't like it, but that's okay. <laughs> like, or, and other times um, it's a, sort of a weird challenge where you have to submit a couple times a color where you're like, is this what you're thinking? But, or, or um, art, usually art edits I get are much, they're, they're, they're much smaller and much more like small tweaks usually, because a lot of the times I'll send, um, you'll send thumbnails and um, if there's time, you'll send tighter pencils and then go to inks. Um, and usually at that point, they see that and they go, oh, okay, our notes are going to be early. So if you can get the notes in earlier, it, it works a little bit better. You don't need to do it in the inks so you have a final page and they go, well. But no, I've had stuff where they're like, hey, their face is wrong. And I look at it and I go, oh, yeah. Oh, 
Oops. Oh, <laughs> that is he, the wrong character. He's got he's got two <laughs> two uh, eyebrows. He's not you, supposed to have that. You do you do get a you do get a tunnel vision sometimes when you work for long hours on these projects, and you're just going and going, and you're like, what? And you go back to it the next day. You're like, oh, <laughs> that was not. Uh, oh, I'll talk about I'll talk about one thing real briefly. There was a thing in the um, lettering proof I caught that I had just not inked. I had just not drawn it. There was a chunk missing from a panel. <laughs> and I was uh, like, oh, no. Oh. So I, I was, I emailed quick and I was like, hey, everybody, I'm drawing this in. Please patch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and you know the funny thing? I didn't notice either. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it is a, it's a weird panel where without it, it sort of works, but it was the thing where I was like, I couldn't live with myself if I didn't put that in. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's 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 artistic, artistic choice, artistic license. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a metaphor that that you're not. There's subtext. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gave bird person abs. I'll say it. I gave bird person abs. <laughs> right. I got a I got a question for you. Uh, do you have? A, do you also have those situations where like? You work on a page like for a number of hours and then you look at it and then it's, and you go, okay, I'm done. And mm -hmm. you look at it again. Oh, no, there's still stuff missing. Then you mm -hmm. pencil Absolutely. a little bit more. Then a couple minutes later, okay, I'm done. No, there's still stuff missing. And you go like that for four or five times oh, before absolutely. you're actually done with that. Oh, well, the worst, the worst for me is um, if I'm working late on something, because absolutely I have that, is I'm working on something and I go, okay, this part, and then I'm done with the page and I go to bed. And then you're looking at it, you're like, I'm done. And then you just you scroll a little and you're like, this is gonna, I found another thing, but it's an easy, it's an easy fix. It's an easy thing. And then two hours later, you're like, what? Did, why? <laughs> I just needed to turn the monitor off and just move on. Just walk away. Just yeah. Walk, walk away. I, I can do it tomorrow. That, that's that's how I feel about <laughs> city skylines. You know, just just one more, one more, one more road. I just need one more mm. neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alex, do you, you know, ah. writing writing wise, uh, do you you get you run into that type of stuff too? I mean, not, I mean, not drawing, uh, but I mean, I guess technically writing is drawing in, in, a, in a certain, in a certain writing way. is like drawing with words. Right. You know what I mean, <laughs> wait, can you remind me the original question? I got caught up in everyone's stories. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, we're, we're talk, talking about, um, uh, you know, looking at, uh, looking at, you know, they're talking about coloring, uh, drawing it out and then, then just like incremental changes. I mean, like, looking at your oh. your like a page of, of a script and be like okay yeah. let, me, let me recraft this well it's just jokes it's comedy stuff and um i'm i'm very lucky i'm, I'm my girlfriend her name is annie grigg she's a brilliant comedy writer herself so i just keep like saying and re-saying like different jokes to her until like one of them hits you do want it to be max funny and the hardest thing for me because and this was very hard for me and when i wrote for actors it was i learned this the hard way because i would go like hold on here's a page of funnier jokes and they'll go like oh more material to memorize that sucks we hate you so, uh, so with like once the script was done once adult school approved that i went like that's it that's finished but every time i would there was like one, one joke i remember i read it to like annie when we were doing like the edits and it was like didn't get the laugh i wanted so it was just sitting there rewriting it and then it was like it's good enough <laughs> <laughs> at her 
<laughs> I, I actually had a question about that, Alex. Do you find yourself, the longer you've worked on a thing, you're like going over it and something you found just uproariously funny, like initially you're like, this is great. I love this. And you're reading it over and you're reading it over and you're like, this is this good? I hate this now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. No, I don't know. Because here's, the, here's the thing. I like being very annoying, especially like in my writing. I like annoying viewer and you'll see a little bit of that in the comic i think that's funny it's the bugs bunny ain't i a stinker thing <laughs> but sometimes like the joy of making a really dumb joke is so all-encompassing and then you see it later and you don't feel the same joy of having made the joke <laughs> and you confuse that for the joke being bad but usually it just means it just means your work is done but yeah i would but again, this was a bad habit to give up because when I did like scripts and sketches, even because again, I come from The Onion and the way we did it at The Onion was like one joke is not enough. You got to write 25. So I am still like, I'm going to write 25 and you'll choose it. There was actually like, there was a part in the book where I just wrote like two different jokes for Bird Person. I forgot to take them out. And <laughs> the letter just put both of them in and i looked at the page and i'm like yeah this works i have seen i read that in the script i know the page you're talking about and i thought to myself i hope they keep both of these because i think they work both like one after the other <laughs> yeah no they were meant they were meant to be all so i was trying to make it trying to make it move quick so that was yeah. the one i'm like because hey, he's like jumping and he's saying yeah yeah one. yeah it's like it reads I don't think anyone will care that it reads like 1% slower than my brain thinks it should. Yeah. Wow. So as you guys have all gotten an opportunity to work with bird person and, and bring more of his backstory and, and history uh, to the page, but Rick and Morty has tons of characters and tons of uh, obscure characters do you guys have any particular characters that maybe haven't been featured in comics or haven't, haven't really gotten a lot of attention, maybe even in, in the show that maybe you feel like it'd be, it'd be particularly nice to, to get those guys featured in a, in a, in a comic. Is, is there any particular, you know, favorite characters from the show that you'd like to work on? I mean, it's it's weird because I don't think I think a lot of the comics have touched on characters. I'm like, oh, that's great, that's great. What I would be interested in seeing would be um, sort of an extended version on the Council of Rick's Rick and Morty Planet episode, where it's like a mini series, like a weird, <laughs> weird Rick and Morty uh, noir story set in that world without like uh, the canon universe's Rick and Morty. Which is a weird answer. <laughs> no, but that's a terrific answer. That'd no, be, it's it, it's solid. It, it's it's basically like uh, Gotham. It's it's like it's like the <laughs> Gotham series on WB. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah we Every... all know we all know it's about Batman, but let's pretend it's about the not Batman, <laughs> but with Rick and Morty's. <laughs> Here's a I'm just pitch a comic. I wouldn't think they make. They would make. I want to do Pickle Rick. And he goes into the real world and he sees all the people who yell on Pickle Rick. Fucking hates it. <laughs> uh, I, I could see it. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> turns on the relish. He doesn't like it. 
he he takes out uh, McDonald's. He just goes like, "Nah, this this Szechuan sauce. Nope, yeah. I'm over it." And then he meets that dude who puts the shirt on his head. He meets that dude. That's going to go do embarrass me. What was that? <laughs> so he's doing the squee, doing the squee. The guy with the the. the... Oh. Coming 2021 from Alex Ross. <laughs> oh, oh man, that would Ooh. be amazing. Get that cover. <laughs> yeah, I hope he buys the comic. We're <laughs> out there. <laughs> I will. If you reach out to me at Alex Spear, if you listen to this podcast and you reach out to me, I will send you a copy of Bird Person Number One with like twenty dollars in it. <laughs> I just wanted to read it so bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a, a letter, uh, but it, I'm gonna change <laughs> from the name. that guy <laughs> yeah, from Alex Ross. Like Alex Ross, but it's this is it says it's in Florida and it it looks like it's Brandon's writing. I don't know why you know what my handwriting looks like, but Brandon, was that you in the video? It it, it no <laughs> no well maybe maybe I was actually behind the the counter. I was I was a server. Do you guys are Rick and Morty super fans? Did you try to get the Szechuan sauce? Uh, I uh, we did. We did. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a. F- yeah, we we did. Right in the first. In the this is like after they they re released the sauce. I I went to a McDonald's uh, after after basically the fan base was like, oh my god, they look look at all these uh, losers. Um, and so I go through a McDonald's drive through and I'm like, can I uh, can I have uh, Szechuan sauce? And then I get to the window and the lady is just kind of, she's disappointed in me. <laughs> uh, I'm like, she's like, oh, all these, all these crazy fans want this sauce. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just want to, I just want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I, then I drove off and, and cried. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, we had one, one McDonald's uh, by where I was living that was giving away like five packets or whatever it was. And, uh, and I, I went out just to kind of see, like meet, meet, meet different fans and, and do some interviews and things like that. And it was thankfully very friendly and nobody freaked out, uh, too much in, in, in the area I was in, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was an event and, um, yeah, I don't know the sauce was okay. It was just okay. Meh. Yeah. I don't, I don't recommend Maybe on a salmon. Like I think it would be good on like like a like a like a baked salmon. Okay. All right. Yeah. McDonald's starts serving beautiful baked salmon. <laughs> Back in the day. Give me the. It's a double cartoon sauce. First Mulan, then Rick and Morty, and uh, what? What's next? What the Beavis and Butthead reboot? Oh, <laughs> uh, Care Bears. I think adult, uh, I think they're coming out with a new Care Bears movie. So. Oh yeah. When you puree them up. <laughs> This is like there's just like one Care Bear with a with a Szechuan packet on their, yeah. their chest. Yeah, he doesn't shoot rainbows, just sauce. <laughs> <by the mouth. laughs> Can you imagine an episode like that? <laughs> Every time I watch TV with my girlfriend, I turn to her and I go, "I hope this is the sauce episode." <laughs> Walks away. Uh, well, I. I mean, Brandon, do you have any any you know reserve questions that you're 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 burning to to share with with the rest of our audience? Well, I I I just I have a last last round of questions for for each of you. 
one single question. If there's anything that you want the readers and there's everyone's going to read it basically it's just it you know new york times uh uh-uh nope rick and morty presents bird person they're all going to read it and uh what's one thing you want uh the readers to take away we'll we'll start uh we'll start with uh, leonardo uh you mean from bird person yeah 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 uh just enjoy like try to find you know I know that the tendency of people is like try to read stuff and pick it apart, try to find small things to pick it apart, but just enjoy, you know, that's right. pretty much what, what I want them to take away because this book, take, this book takes a lot, a lot of time to do. Like it's not something that either Alex or Fred or me or anybody else working in this comics do like overnight. Uh, it's our job. We put blood and sweat and sweat. I almost said swear, sweat on it and to make it happen. And a lot of things goes on in the background that a lot of people don't know about. So at least to me, the since I'm working on these books, the, 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 the only takeaway that I want people to to have in this in this uh from these books is just to to enjoy it. Fred, what what about you, man? I mean, yeah, I, I I hope people do enjoy it. I hope people have a really fun read. It's really fun, it's really funny. I hope it's just a good time reading a comic for everybody. You know, I, it's it's there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of comics out there competing for your attention, but this one is one of the most fun ones I think that I've I worked on recently, <laughs> and I, I think people are really going to enjoy it, and I hope they do. All right, Al- Alex, do you do you dispute any of those uh, opinions? <laughs> do I dare be a contrarian and say I don't want people to enjoy? <laughs> mm. I no, I, I I I was gonna go into spiel about how Bird Person is a real man, but Fred and Leonardo gave beautiful answers. Um, I hope people enjoy it. I hope people see how talented Fred and Leonardo are. The Fred's art stunned me. Leonardo's coloring stunned me. There's one sequence you're gonna know when you see it that like he he killed it on. It's such yeah. a beautiful looking book. Um, oh, and, the, co- the colors on that part are spectacular. Yeah, you'll know it. It's a weird book. I, I really, I'm glad they let me do whatever. Basically, I could do whatever I want, and it's a weird book, and I'm happy about it. I, I hope people read it. I hope they like it. What, but what I want them to walk away, be good to each other. <laughs> America's a <laughs> country right now, Leonardo. I know, I know you're not here. Brazil is perfect, I got it. But America's <laughs> a broken country right now. <laughs> and, uh, hey, man, when Bird Person says wear a mask, he's not fucking around. <laughs> All right. I, I, uh, I agree. Good. Yeah. So, uh, all right. It's like, this quote, is, quote of this the day. Is a, <laughs> yeah, where that's gonna go, that's that's gonna go as the tagline for the episode. Uh, where can people find more of you guys? What's what's the best way for this? Is what 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 uh, websites, to social media? Where where should people go if they want to see more of your guys' stuff? Uh, go ahead, go first, go first. No, 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 you go first. <laughs> Not a lot, I know. It's fucking loud, man. Um, go to at Alex Fear. It's me on Twitter. You'll see all my updates there. And uh, beyond, beyond that, hey, you can also get a copy of 
the official handbook of the Bowieverse, drawn by myself and fellow Oni, oh wait, written by me and drawn by Oni artist Kenny Keel. Uh, that's all I got to plug. All right. But I, <laughs> that, that was solid. You got it. Brad, anything to plug? Uh, you can find me at Fred C. Stressing on Twitter, uh, where I will post stupid comments, uh, dumb gifts, and occasional art. So you can find me there, and I'll be talking. I'm always talking comics on there. You'll see me talking comics. And uh, yeah, check out Rick and Marty Bird person and like and subscribe. Not at all. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, good. Yeah. Dude, I, I, that's that's free social media presence. I dig it. I oh, I meant to, I meant to me. Oh, yeah. Like and subscribe to Fred. We'll do our stuff later. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Leonardo, sir, you, you, you top, topping it off, topping off this greatness. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Leonardo Ito. Uh, especially Instagram, I post a lot of color stuff, like coloring process. So if you're interested in that, you might want to give that a follow. Uh, I like to plug books other than WordPress and like, I mean, buy the, the book, but all of the other projects that I'm involved in, I can't talk, <laughs> I can't talk about yet. So buy bird person. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Alex, Fred, Leonardo, we cannot thank you guys enough. This has been a ton of fun. Uh, we, we're just very, very thankful that you guys would, would take the time to to spend with us. And oh, yeah. yes, as, ever, as I will say again, everyone go buy Bird Person, go buy this book. And uh, guys, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for flying us out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thank you. First, first class, uh, about 12, 12 feet of personal space. That's that's how we that's how we take care of our our, our guests. Was, but I hope the podcast was uh, was worth it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it, yeah, you, go ahead. The, the, well, the second mortgage uh, that that I took out. No, I mean it's going to pay off in spades. I guess a shit. You learn about bird person. They got this free pillow on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! When they when they they handed out the pajamas, I was like, "Oh, this is the quality." It was nice. <laughs> I don't know why I, so flew, I flew out to see you, and then I flew back to to my house. To, <laughs> for, for, but anyway, all right, all right, all right. I I want to thank Alex, Leonardo, and Fred for for joining us and for. Um, just being just being a bunch of great guys. Uh, if if you want to follow any of them, uh, I will I will make sure to plug the, their twitters uh, at Alex Fear Fear like Fearer Fearer A L E X F I R E R. Follow him over on Twitter. He's got some he's got some great great sketches and things out over there uh at fred c stressing fred c stressing um and then at leonardo ito ito leonardo ito follow follow all those guys over on twitter uh and yes thank you guys so much for coming on the show and just just being awesome uh, it was great talking to them hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview as well and uh yeah hopefully we have an opportunity to do more of those yeah, I I sincerely hope so. I I, I mentioned this. I, I tried to cut you off, and I was on I was unable to. Uh, but there was a, a really great roast that Alex did on me uh, with a puppet he had making fun of my other puppet. You got to go check that out at Barnyard Cruise. I retweeted it. Uh, yeah, the, those 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 guys are great. Again, you know, Alex, thank you uh, specifically not only for writing this, but but getting the other the other two gentlemen in. 
to to talk to us about that. It was unique for us because we'd never had more than uh, three, four folks on the podcast before. And uh, it was. Yeah, it was a fun new challenge. <laughs> it was fun. New challenge. It, it, it basically that this is what Comic-Con or any kind of comic convention panels are like. You just. All right, let's go down the row. Let's ask a bunch of questions and see who's who. who's next. And, All right, cool. And, and then the awkward pauses in, in between. Uh, I'll t- I'll take it. I'll t- I'll take this one. I'll take this one. <laughs> uh, it was it was wonderful. Thank you, thank you guys so much for oh, being yeah. on the show. And and and, and just la- last thing, just a reminder: August fifth, Comicsology or any or any other comic place. That's where you're. Gonna, that's where you. That's where you're going to get it. Okay, that's that's uh, that's all I got. We are going to shift into quickly our last segment of the podcast because I mean this has been a long one, guys. I mean, you has. guys are you guys are hanging in there. Uh, listener suggestions and short outs. A couple of people I want to I want to shout out. Uh, first off, thanks, big thanks to R10 and X who has resubscribed for two months over on Twitch. Thank you so much to Ooh. all of our Twitch subscribers who help uh, drop a drop a little money in there as well. And and he says moot. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, also, Champ Champ holding it down uh, and and keeping us honest on uh, on on the chat as always. Yeah. Um, over on Twitter at Tigno T. Yeah, Tyler uh, Tigno, classic fan. Tyler Ty- Tigno. Tyler Tigno, uh, the great Kazoo as as his twitter twitter name is currently uh including us in his podcast recommendations post uh always always so nice of you to uh you know give us give us the old short outs and so we're shorting you back i think he's doing a podcast now go check it out yeah 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 uh and i i think i think that is it um you know we've we 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 come back whenever we can w- with new content for Rick and Morty. Whether it's whether it's an interview, whether it's uh, some random announcements, uh, we we may do something. We may uh, we may use this weekend to cover a little bit of extra uh, stuff for uh, for a, for a bonus podcast. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe. But uh, what we do know is that we will be back for apathetic enthusiasm next week. So if you yeah. haven't subscribed to that on your podcast app of choice, make sure you go out and do that. Um, and then just one last plug for Patreon. You know, we we're getting back into that. Stop uh, talking about it, Brandon. <laughs> no, let, just, it, let it go. Uh, something, something we're directing you towards there for things we reference in the podcast. Yeah, go watch, go watch Brandon make dinner over on patreon.com. <laughs> Audio without, optional. Without audio, uh, go check bad. it out, guys. Uh, thank you to everyone who is subscribed to this, getting it in your inbox or however however you receive it. To those of you that have given us a rating or review over on Apple Podcasts, you guys are you guys are heroes, and uh, and everybody else that's listening, we just we just really appreciate you guys hanging out. We are going to go now to our. Post stream live live stream only post show. So we are going to end the podcast right here and hang out with uh, the good folks over on the stream. So if you want to check that out, make sure that you show up Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern for for the live shows. And uh, until next time, I'm Travis and I am Brandon. And thank you so much for being a part of us being a part of us. Oh, this is like body horror. David Lynch. David Cotterberg. <laughs> Todd Browning. <laughs> <laughs>
It's Todd Browning. It's Freaks.